Hi, welcome to the Freehoff Institute of Progressive Halakha. I'm Rabbi Mark Wachowski with the 12-minute shiur number 20, Pikuach Nefesh on Yom Kippur, Loading the Dice. Now, you'll see what we mean by loading the dice, hopefully, by the end of this shiur. And you can find the source sheet for download at our website, www.freehoffinstitute.org learning, and scroll down to the 12-minute shiur. We're recording this during Hayamim HaNoraim, the days leading up to Yom Kippur 5783 or 2022. So we thought we'd take the opportunity to review some of the halacha concerning Pekuach Nefesh as it relates to that day, which of course involves a more than 24-hour fast as decreed by the Torah. We know that the fast is suspended for an individual whose medical condition requires that they take food. But how exactly is that decision to suspend the fast to be made? Well, that's our subject, so speaking of eating, let's dig in. We begin with the foundational text from the Torah, Leviticus chapter 18, verse 5, lines 2 through 4 on the source sheet. Ushmaltem et chukotai ve et mishpatai, asher yaaseotam ha'adam v'chai bahem ani Hashem. You will keep my statutes and my laws which one shall perform and live by them. Now, it's fairly easy to understand. Keep my mitzvot, says God, and as a reward you will live. Now, Rashi on the verse makes the logical point that the life being promised here must mean life in the the olam haba, the next world, for this life is going to end someday, no matter how well we keep the mitzvot. But look at how the rabbinical tradition understands the verse. That's from the Talmud in Masechet Yoma, lines 16 through 18. V'chai bahem, yamut bahem. The words live by them mean, that is, not die by them. Keeping the mitzvot should not jeopardize one's life. And from here, we, or the rabbis, derive the rule that pikuach nefesh doche et hashabbat, In order to save life, we set aside the laws of Shabbat, and for that matter, the laws of Yom Kippur that might get in the way of preserving life, that might endanger life. Now, the Peshat, or literal sense of the Leviticus verse, clearly doesn't mean this. It's but one example, though a big one, of how the Halachic Midrash often pretends to be deriving meaning from a verse, when in fact it's reading meaning into the verse. Now here the rabbis were convinced that pikuach nefesh is the supreme halachic rule. There are only a few exceptions to it, and Yom Kippur is not one of those exceptions, and they're going to learn that meaning from somewhere, and they choose to learn it from this verse. Okay, fine. But fasting on Yom Kippur is a very serious chiyuv or obligation, Right. So how exactly do we determine that the chiyuv should be lifted, that there is enough danger to the life of a given individual that she or he may ignore that obligation and eat on this holiest of days? Well, the Mishnah gives us an answer. It's on lines 23 through 26. Die. We consult the Baki, the physician, the recognized medical expert, and if that expert says, you know, this person needs to eat, we feed the person, we require that they eat, even though it's Yom Kippur. 
That is, the expert's opinion is sufficient for us to override a mitzvah of the Torah, a big one, to fast on Yom Kippur, on behalf of that other, even greater mitzvah of pikuach nefesh. This is the basis of the halachic requirement to heed the counsel of experts when it comes to health and disease. As we've had many occasions to remind ourselves during the recent COVID pandemic, Jewish law does not recognize the doctrine of patient autonomy. We do what the doctors say and not necessarily what the patient wants. It's only when there is no expert available or no medical consensus available that we let the patient decide. But lest we think that expertise always wins out over the will of the individual, let's look again this time at the Talmud's discussion in Yoma 83a, lines 31 through 43. Rabbi Yanai says, if the patient says, I need to eat, but the physician says, well, she or she, he or she does not need to eat, we heed the patient. But why? We're trying to determine the medical facts here, which is why we've called the doctor. Do we think the patient knows more than the expert? Well, yes, says the Talmud. My Tama, lev yodea marat nafsho. What's the reason? Because as we learn from the verse in Proverbs, the heart knows its own bitterness. That is, who knows the state of my health better than I do? And if I think I need to eat, then I should be allowed to eat no matter what the doctor says. And the Talmud seemingly agrees. It says, Pshita, it's obvious that we should heed and feed the patient on Yom Kippur against the physician's diagnosis. Why did Rabbi Yanai need to state this rule? Okay, well, and the reason, he must have had some reason, right? And here it is, Mahu detema, you might have said that since the physician is more knowledgeable about disease, we should listen to the physician. Therefore, we're told explicitly that we heed the patient. Okay. But lest we think that the Talmudic passage offers a basis for that principle of patient autonomy, let's turn things around. Back to the text. If the physician says that the patient needs to eat, and the patient is the one who says, nah, it's all right, I'm going to keep fasting, we heed the physician and require the patient to eat. That is, the Torah requires this and lifts and eliminates the requirement, the chiyu of the obligation to fast. Again, why? especially in light of that earlier statement that, you know, the heart knows its own bitterness. Well, the answer, We presume that it's the disease talking here, that the patient may well be saying this, oh, I, I don't need to eat, not because he or she really knows their own condition, but because of their tunba, which Rashi defines as a kind of shtut, a blurring of one's rational judgment, brought on by the disease itself, which, of course, is why the principle of patient autonomy never quite gets off the ground in the halachic literature. It makes sense. I mean, if you've ever been seriously ill, think about it. You know how illness can cloud your judgment. So, so we don't know as much as the doctors do, so why are we telling them how to do their job? 
But notice that we don't invoke this explanation in the first instance, when it's the patient who says, I need to eat, and the doctor says, it's not necessary. In that case, we do substitute the patient's own opinion for the educated diagnosis of the expert physician. Now, isn't this akasha? Don't these two clauses of Rabianai's statement contradict each other? Well, no, they don't. The resolution is quite simple. In the words of Rabbeinu Hananel, the 11th century North African commentator, in his commentary to this passage, lines 47 and 49, we rule leniently when the situation is one of potential danger to life. That is the overriding principle in this case, not patient autonomy and not doctor knows best. We err always on the side of saving life, even against expertise. Look at how the passage concludes, lines 51 through 56. Mar baravashi amar, in any case where the patient says, I need to eat, we heed the patient, even if a hundred physicians say, the patient does not need to eat, for the heart knows its own bitterness. A hundred physicians, well, this is what we call Lashon Guzma, hyperbole. They're not a hundred physicians, but it makes a point. If the patient requests food on Yom Kippur, then the mitzvah of Pekuach Nefesh requires that we lean toward the patient, that we feed him or her against all expert opinion. Again, this is not a proclamation in favor of patient autonomy or a denial of expertise. It's a matter of context. For example, if a patient said, I have COVID-19 and I want to treat it with a horse worming medication, or maybe I should swallow some bleach because, you know, some politician tells me that's a good idea. In a case like that, we say, no, one's ethical responsibility to protect one's own life, which also comes under the heading of Pekoach Nefesh, requires that one follow the consensus medical opinion and not to do stupid things. But when it comes to breaking a fast, the very possibility that eating might be necessary means that the chiyuv is suspended. And this is what we mean by loading the dice. The halacha makes sure that in every possible permutation, for example, if one doctor says the patient must eat while another doctor says it's not necessary, we make sure that the decision comes out in favor of life. Lift the fast. As Rabbeinu Hanel puts it. Beginning on line 61, you'll see some of the codified halacha as it appears in the Shulchan Aruch. Now, there's more to it, of course, in section Ora Chaim Siman 618. But hey, we're almost out of time. One thing to note, though. The Mishnah Brura, beginning on line 99, makes sure we know that we're dealing here with a patient who knows that today is Yom Kippur and who wants to observe the mitzvah. We don't presume that the patient is a rasha, a wicked person, or someone who takes the mitzvah with 
uh, unseriously. It's rather when we're dealing with a community of people who do take that mitzvah of Yom Kippur with all seriousness, that's when we can truly appreciate the importance, the gravity of the halachic teaching that the obligation to fast must give way to the duty to preserve life. Preserve life, a good thought to keep in mind on a day when, as the tradition teaches, the Sefer HaChayim, the Book of Life, lies open before us, awaiting our decision. Tzom Kal, may you have an easy and meaningful fast. This has been the 12-minute shiur number 20 from the Freehoff Institute of Progressive Halacha. Thanks for learning with us. Lehitraot.